You're listening to Almost Diplomatic, DC-based podcast that discusses geopolitics, national security, a whole bunch of nonsense over beers. And as a disclaimer, the views and comments made during this episode are those of the participants and do not represent any entity that they volunteer with or are employed by. Enjoy! Hey everybody, welcome to Almost Diplomatic. I'm your host, Ryan Young, and joining me today is... Sean McGuffin and Tom Durham and recording on August 9th 2020 Tom Sean welcome back uh it's month five-ish for quarantine I think I don't know anymore uh I mean feels like a couple years have gone by yet somehow half a year how are we still like 90 days away from the election. It feels like the campaign's been going on for three years now. Yeah, think about how long ago the Democratic debates were and the last time you saw one. It feels like that was 2017. Not to mention, like, like I mean, less than half a year ago, roughly, the President of the United States was on impeachment trial. (laughs) What happened to that? I mean, we almost feel like it's like. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that was the only. Yeah, Australia only was up three times in American history. Yeah, so we we were, we we went as history for that. Then almost World War Three with Iran, and then uh, Australia was on fire. Kobe, Kobe Bryant died. died. died yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of shits happened this year, and um, yeah. But anyway, uh-huh. um, so we're doing a happy hour episode, which. For people who have not listened to these ones before, essentially, usually, usually they've been for like you know we're doing audio tests or something of that sort, but um, this time it's going to be because we have a couple of topics we want to discuss, but they are not war a full episode per se because there's only so much we can talk about on them. So we're going to do a couple of different things and see what we get through in the next forty or so minutes. And um, but before we get into our first topic, uh, what is everybody drinking? Uh, I'm drinking uh, from Diamondback Brewery the. Zolti Pilsner, and this is actually from Baltimore, Ryan. So you'll be happy being a you know Maryland nationalist. There's no tea. It's it's Baltimore. Um, Tom, what are you drinking? I am drinking the last bit of a wine. My wife and I uh, got joined. It's from Threshian Valley. Probably saying that wrong. It's called Rough Day, and it's a has a sad dog on the front. Because that basically sums up a very busy, rough week to um, we both have had. So, now, is, it, is it spelled R U F F? Uh, no, fortunately not. It's fail, spelled fail. missed out. Fail. I know. Missed out. Oh uh, well, close though. Um, yep, it's not exactly decadent though or high brand, and this is only it's from 2019 Maryland though. Also, oh well, Meltz- then it's not a good wine, obviously. Beltsville. Beltsville is like uh, it's in PG County. It's uh, it's kind of it's kind of well, it's it's not really near College Park. I I know where it is. I can't. I'm bad describing where it is. I've been there a bunch of times for I think there for work years ago, years and years ago. But uh, I'm drinking an Icelandic Arctic Pale Ale from Einstock Ogard Brewery. Bam! As a Viking on the can. Nice. I, I was surprised to find a, a Icelandic beer, and it's like, oh, it's it's uh, 
It's about at Whole Foods, and, and, and Tom is just drinking straight from the bottle. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like know, there's about a third left. <laughs> and that's, I mean, that's not how it started, though, right? You've just been <laughs> sipping on it for the last couple of days. Uh, well, no, we had it like glasses, and then uh, my wife just decided this week she's like, she's not gonna drink this week. I was like, well, it's gonna go bad, might as well. You're <laughs> <laughs> like, oh well, my mind. So, uh, Tom, uh, you're doing an act of charity. You're forced to drink it. You have no choice. You must finish the bottle of wine. I mean, and good. she's only made the commitment to one week. I'm, I'm not promising not to drink for a whole week. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're just, you're just, you don't want to, you don't want to waste it. It's just no. Don't want to waste your food. Don't want to waste wine. See, uh, uh, but as we all know, true gentlemen drink it out of the bottle with a straw that you stick into it. Um, it's the laziest way to drink wine, and uh, I would highly recommend it. I'm also too lazy well, to go look for one right now. Wine's looking at me disgustedly right now, and I love it. Yeah, because, uh, you know, why do you like straws? Do you hate turtles or something? Yes, I do. <laughs> moving on. Official. <laughs> anyway, yes, we are moving on. So we're actually talking about today. So um, one of the things I wanted to cover the last couple of weeks has been the U.S. removing troops from Germany because of stupid reasons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it seems like arbitrary fiat of, like, well, I dislike, you know, you know, Germany's at minimum not been praising my graces, so fuck it, and then go to pull out. Is there's more yeah. complexity to that? It's but also there... like a huge refutation of like just has been decades of Republicans, basically kind of the hawks, dominating a lot of um, foreign policy within the Republican Party because Trump is, as we know, definitely not one of them. Um, he views. NATO is more transactional nature rather than like an actual yeah. alliance. So, and also just his relationship with Angela Merkel is he takes it personally. And so I think that that had a lot of it has to do with uh, that. Like if, if this was uh, if Macron was head of Germany, he wouldn't do he I don't think he'd be doing this. He'd be doing trying to do something to dick over France if Merkel was head of France. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just to kind of backtrack of what really happened was um, essentially U.S. is pulling about 12,000 troops out of Germany. About half are to come back to the U.S., half are to go to other parts of the Europe. But the real reason is kind of Merkel snuffed his kind of his his uh, his invitation for a G7 conference in D.C. because he was good because Trump was also trying to invite Russia, which is not cool because you know Putin's an asshole and trying to fuck over everyone's elections and that kind of thing. So and he got all pissed. He doesn't like Merkel because like everyone likes Merkel and no one likes him. So he makes. I think he's just jealous. I think it's it's like he he's like a pathetic king trying to wielding his powers because he's able to actually have this thing occur even though it he shouldn't be allowed to have it happen. It should be the Pentagon's decision. Yeah, it's. I think that has to be a lot of it, but also just at the same time it goes with like the thing that a lot of people just knows over time. Any woman who's powerful in some kind of way. Trump doesn't get along with it. like Trump sees him as some sort of a threat. Um and Angela Merkel is arguably probably uh definitely one of the five most powerful women in the world. I I don't even think it's arguable. Like I mean, well, I mean like I'm just trying to gauge like I you know on the scale cuz like you can maybe argue that some uh 
CEOs of some businesses might have some more power in some ways. Like, <laughs> so I guess like the largest company in the world that makes uh, boxes, or at least did, it was years ago I read, was, uh, it was a woman in China was the CEO of. Well, and doesn't one of the big uh, U.S. defense contractors, not Northrop Grumman, but one of one of those, I think, ha- now has a, a female CEO as well. Um, so it's arguable that you could put that up there, but yeah, but then it's like it's Germany. It's not a small yeah, country. <laughs> yeah, it's Germany. We're not. It's Maybe yeah, not a military powerhouse, but definitely an economic one. Oh, oh economic, yep. cultural, and political. I mean, they're. People have been joking about them ruling the EU, which, I mean, they don't absolutely do, but they in no doubt have the, uh, you know, the most say or the most uh, influence over the uh, European Union. So just out of curiosity, like, so Forbes does the heavy lifting for us, and they list every year the 100 most powerful men in the world. Angela Merkel has been number one since 2006. Oh yep, my god! That right. On that list, right yeah. Um, and then is the that when she was is... elected? Um, yeah, she's been in there since about. Uh, I mean, I don't know when the election was in 2005, but I think I know it's since about that long. Like, it's crazy. She's been uh, Chancellor of Germany through quite a. Few... She's seen a lot of her uh, uh, friends all over in uh, other countries come and go it's like yeah what, really french presidents five like three uh no five british pms oh that the last couple of years has really been a to- to toll on them sure, been like tony blair <laughs> was, was tony blair still in there in 2005 yes he was oh uh, yeah yeah and that's three was... u.s presidents now like only three u.s presidents but you know. to be fair though like i mean um Clinton, Bush, Obama was the only the second time ever the U.S. had three presidents serve eight years in a row. The other time was uh, Jefferson, Madison, Monroe. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I, I uh, didn't need to know that, and I, now I do. <laughs> More you know. Anyway, back to like, stuff with NATO. Um, I, I think like a lot of it, too, just is... I think it's a continuing sign of... The kind of Trump just basically damaging all of our oldest uh, allies, like a lot of our lines, because he doesn't, he's not someone who believes in multilateralism at all. Oh, uh, it, in any real form. But I mean, well, the main thing... Um, go ahead, go ahead, Sean. Well, and, and at least uh, his kind of approach towards NATO, when his administration first began, I thought would be different purely based off who he picked to be around him. That's back yeah. when you had Mattis, that's back when you had Kelly bunch of the very old style Republicans and as Tommy said as you know, the old style hawks that are you know yeah. trying to build up as strong a NATO as possible to you know do things around the world and as has been shown that they've been kind of picked off one by one and you know tossed to the wayside uh, that's been his approach to NATO kind of as well and, and his clearly just kind of his his idea about the entire institution from the beginning yeah and and now no one's really there to even give him any say, saying you know, like, any words against it. So, to, for the sake of like fairness, he's not the first president though to fair have a bone to pick with NATO um, over the percent spending um, because you 
It's about what two percent of GDP has to be yep. towards military spending yep. and be part of NATO, and only five six countries meet that. Um, depending upon the fiscal it, year, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and so it's like, especially Germany, I think, is one of the lowest, but they they're the most populous outside the uh, other than the U.S. of the NATO countries, and so he's not the first president to have that issue to pick that bone with them, like. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. So, well, at the same time, like we're moving a bunch of troops to Belgium, where NATO, the Brussels, where NATO is headquartered, and also to different um, bases in in Italy. But Italy and Belgium don't are don't also don't meet their quotas. Yeah, uh, they don't meet the two percent. So it's kind of like you're just he's just doing it to attack Germany, and it's just like the way that it was done because it's not the first time we've drawn down from Germany. Like in two thousand six, Bush had it go from seventy two thousand to thirty three. And like by 2018, so like it, it's it's you know slow like slowly pulling troops out, um just to reduce the numbers, but you know it was a whole like, agreement with Germany. There was talks, you know, it was kind of like okay, we're, this is what we're gonna do. It wasn't like middle of the night, like we're making decisions. Don't tell them. We're just gonna do it. We're just gonna leave. We're just gonna we're gonna. It's like you're breaking up with your girlfriend, moving all your shit out in the middle of the night. It was an yeah. order by tweet. Yeah. And it's also yeah. one of those. Yeah, it's also one of those things too that like, like over to Belgium, it's done. It's just like kind of one of those things I think probably hasn't really picked up a lot of the news because probably just know that if Biden were to win, all it takes is you know a couple strokes of the pen, and then suddenly all those guys just and gals just move back to uh, Germany again. Belgium's away well, right next well, door. It's well, not well, like he's well, moving them all. Like, well, even well, even the even the move is going to take like years. It's not going to uh, yeah. you know they need they need to build the the facilities to house them first. So like, yeah. I mean, I think they will move some to like different areas, like in Poland and that kind of stuff. Because Poland has come out and said they're going to pay; they'll pay for all, all of the expenses. They're basically just all about it. Strategically, in some ways, like I could see some of that being kept in, um, just simply because of Poland being closer to uh, Russia. Yeah. Um, but the the ones that are going like Belgium or elsewhere, I can see that being reversed. Yeah, I. I wouldn't be surprised if, if honestly, Poland has made a major staging ground because the whole reason Germany was built up in the first place is back when those bases were built, that was the front line of the Cold War. Uh, Keep the Soviets out, the Americans in, and the Germans down. It's, yeah, I mean, yeah, at least, yeah, at least at the time. Now the Germans, now the Soviets are out. The Germans are not down, and the Americans are at least kind of moving out so i mean i could see it i could see the orders being changed especially for italy and uh belgium but i also wouldn't be surprised if they just don't really head back to germany or if at least the move out of germany uh is permanent but just to different locations because yeah. germany's just not as strategic of reason or location i'm sorry anymore uh, like well, like well, why well, germany well, over anywhere else well, I, I would almost argue against that because the point of Germany is basically to have that division there is wherever the fighting would break out, that's where they would go and they would deploy from Germany to the next place because they they're not the, they're not the first wave to get hit by everything. So that's kind of Fair. the idea. But, that, uh, but also, like Germany is just a hub uh, at this point, like for our, our operations in the Middle East and like Africa. Com is based in Stuttgart, along of Eurocom. Hmm. Fair. Yeah. But. But also, a lot of the reason why uh, it's a communications and logistics hub, especially for defense uh, reasons, is because of how those bases have been built up over the years. Like the yeah. Frankfurt, 
like you know uh the Frank Frankfurt mine or uh uh mines like air base there is you know, massive Rapstein, thank you very much uh it is massive but that's because it's been built up there over the years i don't expect them to just abandon that because it's honestly too valuable and you put too much into it already but they also have a giant field hospital there too yeah but uh, but at least as far as back. but at least as far as where you station your active troops that are already incontinent uh i mean it's not like those logistic bases are going away so why well, why germany well, the move that the move that they've been looking at doing is especially like Esper gave like an actual like kind of a reasonable like statement like they're trying to like hide the fact like what the actual reason why we're leaving Germany is, but like, he was kind of like, oh no, we're moving because it's it's going to be more like a rotational deployment to Poland and other places in the Baltic states, which makes sense. But at the same time, it's just like these people were they were permanently stationed in, in Germany, like their families were there with them. So I guess they're not going to go mm-hmm. with them to Poland. I'd be pretty pissed. I mean, I'd be pretty, like Germany's beautiful. I'd be pretty fucking mad. <laughs> Yeah, but but also like I think it's also affecting like the lo- local populations like that are around the local German populations around the base because like that's their economy. They're they're, they're service based on around yep. the, the U.S. Yeah. bases and now they're now they're going. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the a lot of the towns the bases are in, especially the smaller ones, the economy is the services and the people of the uh, of the base there. Not because these towns don't have their own economies, but just because this overpowers it by you know multiple degrees. Um, although, although, I mean, like, like with all that, uh, especially, uh, I, I mean, especially with like the Polish president, uh, wanting, who just got reelected, like saying, like, Hey, yeah, we'll, we'll even like, you know, subsidize or assist in the building of new bases. And, and with a lot of the old hawks possibly coming back with a new administration, I mean, I mean, do you, uh, like do you guys think that Poland would become at least slowly over time kind of a new Germany as far as uh, you know the stationing of U.S. troops? Um, I don't think so because it, it turns into a thing like our troops in Korea, where their job is just to get killed from the beginning. Um, essentially, like that's, I mean, that, I mean, blunt, bluntly, they're supposed to just resist as long as they can if the the, the North went south, but like, so I, I I would we're gonna have a rotational. I don't know if we'll have permanent bases that like. Poland's whole track history of, you know, human rights and, um, you know, they're not exactly, they're not Germany and, you know, their politics, they're very much, he leans very, their presence very authoritarian in, in mm-hmm. style. That's why him and Trump are getting along. But, I mean. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't really know, I'm not an expert on uh, Polish politics and or Polish-American relations. But I definitely I can see an expansion of presence there be definitely maintained, but not to the levels of like you have in Ramstein. Um, in the long run, anyway. Yeah, I, I I would like to see our permanent like base like our ba- you know our ba- real like home operations to be from Germany in Europe. I mean, I obviously build up to have stuff in in Poland and other Baltic states that that border Russia who feel threatened by mostly, well, I mean, they mostly, like, the generals have commented, it's not going to be like Russian, like taking tanks across the border. It's going to be like little green men or cyber or other things just, or just destroying their, like doing whatever, you know, Russia's doing with that crazy GRU unit they have running around ruining the world. Yeah. The old, uh, the old like hybrid warfare type 
yeah. this concept or the salami slicing of you know sovereignty and national borders. Yeah, so but there was a survey that I saw that I got taken. It was like two thousand Germans answered, and about half were like kind of excited to see troops leave. They're upset that because there's there's still many that are upset that we because we have twenty nukes in Germany. Part of yeah. nuclear sharing um, pact. Yeah, that I can see. I, I could definitely see some of the, and then also at the same time there are understandably people who there who would probably view a foreign U.S. military, I mean a foreign base, even if it's an ally on their own soil, as you know some type of a violation of their own sovereignty. Yeah, uh, probably some of the more extremist parties there in um, Germany, and at the same time too. Um, I think one of the big villains that could come out of this is, in the long run, I know, read about how um, Emmanuel Macron is look trying to make kind of Europe stand kind of more on its own, um, diplomatically, economically, and also mil- especially militarily. And he's kind of trying, definitely trying to be the one to lead that. So he might use this as an issue of like proof that. Europe needs to go go it alone here. Um, a, what do you call it? A grand Army of, of Europe or the European Defense Force, however you want to call it. Grand like, Army uh, of the Republic. That too. Okay, um, the last time France made a Grand Army, it did not work out well. I do not like <laughs> that idea. I just want to I, put that I, out. Same idea. I'm talking about, like, I could see that this him <laughs> using it as a, like, uh, him using this to push as that a point. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I I think that sounds pretty accurate, and I think that if anything, Trump being himself has made has probably done just as much to bring Europe together, or at least bring Europe to kind of look around and say, all right, you know, what what can we do if the Americans decide they just don't feel like it anymore? Uh, more than anything else, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like, oh shit, we can't. Well, America's not no longer a reliable ally. Fantastic. Yeah. But I mean, only one time Article Five has been uh, answered, and that was for us in 9/11. But hey, you know, whatever. Nothing matters. Has, I, and and I feel like even at other times, other countries have had cause to invoke it at various different times. I know during the Falklands Wars, or during the Falklands Wars. Uh, Britain considered invoking it and then didn't because it was, I think, because it was because it was Argentina. <laughs> that's that's true, but then again, it was very far away, and this wasn't exactly the peak of Brit- Britain's military strength. Um, yeah, yeah. The uh, that's also, I think, one of the only times that a nuclear submarine has ever fired in anger against another ship. That a, uh, a British submarine uh, launched torpedoes against a uh, an Argentinian vessel, and that's the only time that ever is, has ever happened. Because well, very few operate, very few people operate nuclear submarines that ever fight anyone else that also has any type of boats. Yeah. It's like Al Qaeda doesn't have a submarine. It's really annoying. Uh, over the past fifty years, it's mostly been beating up on countries that have nowhere near that level of capability. Yeah, they got to start shit. But um, do we have any final mm-hmm. thoughts on Germany before we move on? 
Um, other than I think really like how this really ends, we can only speculate like a lot of things right now with American relations with anybody. Um, it can all change here in under ninety days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like it could because it's it's a very it's not like we're you know, debating Romney versus Obama, where yeah, they're gonna have a lot of domestic agendas, but they're they were both moderate enough where their foreign policy is largely gonna be there's gonna be a lot of, you know there's gonna be a lot of overlap. Keep, keep it keep it keep it the same. Yeah, this is um, <laughs> NATO good. Yeah, hmm. um, particularly since foreign policy is something that Biden always kind of considered to be his forte. Um, and but he also had some varying different visions. Like it was, it was known that uh, after times he clashed with uh, Robert Gates uh, during the Obama years. So, what, yeah, how no, how dare what, he? Uh, yeah, what what a Biden foreign policy versus an Obama one looks like. Um, a lot of similarities, but it's not like we'd be going straight back to an Obama foreign policy. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll 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 see and, and hope and I guess because like Check. we're very. Rain check for January 2021. <laughs> yeah. So uh, something else that was in the news, or I guess has been kind of known, is that Trump's little tirade on um, on TikTok. So Sean, you're in your 20s. What is TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm still in my 20s for a month and a half. Yeah, well, all right, so uh, all right, so uh, let me explain TikTok to the old geezers here. Um, it's kind of like the old, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, silent films that you guys would go to in you know the twenties, meaning the nineteen twenties and stuff like that. Or to everyone else on the line, it's Vine. It is Vine, except it is, to be honest, better than Vine because they give a lot more functionality. Uh, and personally. Uh, personally, I do think it is quite funny. The memes and uh, the different trends on there. Yeah, I, I don't uh, get it. I, I don't get them. I don't get them at all. I just like, how is, I don't understand this. How is this funny? It's just, um, Zoomers are wrong. I, I, it's definitely, <laughs> I think, I mean, it, I think part of it is just because Zoomers and even the Christian millennials are rejecting like Facebook and that kind of style of social media. Um, definitely colloquially, like I've heard more and more. I've heard uh, Zoomers call it Boomer Book now, which honestly, like looking at my own Facebook, like yeah, let's say it's true. Most of my peers now are all just on Instagram, or not like, or they use Facebook just for the messenger. Um, I know ninety percent of the time that's what I do with it. I basically, yeah, I mean, I I use Facebook for the messenger. Then I uh, I I, but when I do post pictures on Facebook, it's it's through Instagram. Same. Um, yeah. Yeah. Also, like, there, there are times where I just delete the Facebook app entirely and don't put it on for like another couple months just because the Messenger is its own app. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I do. I like. I do like Facebook. Is like, um, I go, I scroll down and like just save news stories and stuff because it's kind of, it's kind of what knows what I want now. I so I do like that. Used to kind of do that, but um. Once you tune it enough, I found Google News is a bit better at that. Um, I would yeah. agree. Like just in, because you can really do it by topic, but then by outlet, and then you can specifically say, "I do not want stuff from this outlet." Like I don't care what the Gateway Pundit has to say about something, or a Drudge Report, or the. Well, let's say, 
Well, it's good because it also like post stuff from like CFR and like Brookings and, and other think tanks and that kind of stuff. That's why I do like it. Yeah. Um, I I'll never let go Facebook. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> I, but no. So why I, is TikTok? Annoyed. I think oh, TikTok so, largely no, just go, because. Go oh, sorry, I was just gonna, largely just because it's customizable after the short format, but it's not like Instagram where it's just really to your friends. It's more broadcast it's just the quickness of it it's the same thing like i mean some reason really that vines were super popular and the only reason really vine died was because twitter bought it and they didn't know what to do with it it was one of the biggest wasted potentials probably the 2010s business-wise they bought it didn't know how to make money on it or do something with it so then they just closed it even though it was popular as hell so, of yeah. course, something's going to fill in the gap there. A Chinese copy. Yeah. The, yeah, that's, I would completely agree that it's, it's super quick that, uh, you know, on, even unlike, say, a Reddit where, you know, you scroll through posts of, you know, a million different things on a million different topics. This is just, you know, one type of, you know, kind of funny thing, not funny thing, and then something you love. And you just keep going through all that. And it is dominated by, videos of your dog slash cat people doing things to their old parents who don't know what's happening and then stupid dance routines i dislike oh, yeah. the stupid dance routines i like the former too oh and people fucking with their baby i love people fucking with their small children because now people our age who have toddlers are on it and uh fucking with small children is, is funny because they they're stupid and they don't know what goes on okay but um so why is Trump mad at TikTok? And why is why no, why is TikTok bad? Why TikTok bad? I mean, I think it so, has to do with, like they they take a ton malware. of they I mean like so they collect a ton of information on their users, but yeah, you know, there's a debate about like compared to Facebook or other ones, how much more, if at all. But largely, I think it has to do with the fact that it's Chinese, it's in China, and also how China like companies, the like Chinese government whenever it wants, like, can essentially get that information from the company. Whereas in this country, there's a process to do it, or oftentimes, like, when uh, Justice Department wants Apple to decrypt a phone, Apple can say no. And they don't. They don't, like, that decrypt that person's or unlock that person's iPhone. Like, they can do that. In China, you can't They do that, like, with the company. So there's that uh, fear of China potentially doing that, that they have already. Uh, I know seen before how TikTok has censored Hong Kong protests um, before. Yeah. So there's like that little bit of it. Um, and the fact that it's so popular with kids, there's then it's almost kind of a red scare type fear. You know? Um, Watch out for those commies, okay? Yeah, but at the same time, though, like, did the Soviet Union ever have a product that every teenager in America that was like going crazy over that also happened to send all that information to a you know, some servers in the Soviet Union. <laughs> there never really uh, was a yes thing. Like, it's... No, no, yes, they did. It was called Tetris. Tetris was designed to send data <laughs> data back. Data it was yes. made by the communists. Heard it here on almost diplomatic wars. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. Uh, but yeah, yeah uh, I mean, Trump's uh, freaking out about it because he was like saying, well, Microsoft can buy it. Maybe then now they can't. It's just like he's he's they back have to really sell it. Yeah, it's I think also part of it's it's him in the election year trying to act tough on China, but of course in his own way in 
But then we have the bold yeah, that came out and basically that talked about his views on China. Basically, like, oh yeah, you know the the Uyghur camps are are a good idea. Yeah, I would do that too. So, but of course, it's says him. It's not a real meaningful or concrete way, or it's a way that can only backfire. I.e., the tariffs. Um, you know, if only somebody had trade war, say like, you know, a partnership with other Pacific nations to I don't know create a free trade deal. Where all of them band together to kind of, as it compared to China, maybe call it a trans-specific partnership. Like, can you imagine if someone just went so, and did that? You know, like so. What a if you man. name it, if you named it the <laughs> Trump Pacific Partnership, it would have passed. True. I would bet money that if they'd, if in the last ditch effort they'd said, "All right, we will just rename it to the Trump Pacific Partnership, same TPP." How do you like it now? Nothing else changes. He would have at least paused. Like it's like, hey, we'll put the lettering in gold on top of the the treaty that you signed. Yeah, I could see that occurring. It, I mean, from my understanding, that transportation partnership is still going on, just minus the U.S. Um, yeah, meaning no, I guess Canada is like leading a lot of the charge there. Ugh, Canada. <laughs> hey man, shut up, line. Products from Asia, good on them. Um, yeah. But uh, India, yeah. India, India also banned TikTok after their yeah. uh, their little you know mountain battle with Chinese troops. Uh, yeah. They fought Chinese troops. They essentially were like, "All right, so we don't want this to turn into an actual war. So no one can bring their guns." But here's a stick. And yep. from all the things I've read, they fought with a bunch of clubs on a cliff. And most of the people that died died from being tossed off the fucking cliff. Yep. Which is it's, terrifying. It's been a ongoing thing where those two nations, where there'll be small checkpoints just in the mountains, and then mm-hmm. it'll be a group of guys will just go beat the hell out of the the one, take the checkpoint. And the next day, more of the other ones will come by. It's just it's been this back and forth. Um, yeah, you can you can like, you can you can listen about it in the Himalaya hijinks episode we did uh, two episodes <laughs> yeah, ago on this. Hijinks, I guess, is one way to put it. But it was, it was, yeah, it was kind um, of the best I, title. That one's definitely part of it is um, that largely has to do. I think the TikTok bang there more has to do with um, nationalism, yeah. and uh, and also like their cause to do so was a little more like a little more clear in terms of just you know they're not going to act militarily against China for a lot of different reasons and vice versa, but yeah. something to try and you know pressure on it because like tiktok is really the first like t- really i mean other than i guess you could say like alibaba and like we are big but really it's the first big tech company that westerners on a database is like familiar with and you see um and that's something that china has been trying to get for quite a while like to really show their clout and so i think that a lot of it is Probably like the bans on TikTok or things like that is a lot of it is trying to uh, you know, knock China down a peg in that sense, and or that and you can't trust them not to fuck everyone's information or that the, or that the app yeah. will take more than it should. Just to yeah. like talk about the irony of if Microsoft acquires it and just lets like just lets it do its thing. That's the only difference of it. Just the idea that now Microsoft ends up becoming. Because if it saves it, the coolest company in America, the hippest company to teenagers, like, 
It used to be when Xbox came out. <laughs> yeah, I guess it was like that, but it was just like, it's just the irony of that is, and um, but of course, like then, you know, that then it'll end up having to compete in because supposedly Facebook's making its own competitor. Yeah, I, I uh, well, and 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 at least you mentioned some of the stuff before where they were suppressing Hong Kong, uh, at least like Hong Kong voters. They'll they'll do the same thing in pretty much any locality they're in. Uh, of whether it's either just, you know, free speech advocates or gay right advocates, any advocates anywhere else. Now, to be fair to TikTok, everyone else, in Google included, is also at least playing ball to a degree oh, yeah. with whatever regime they're in. Uh, but, oh, yeah, yeah. it being Chinese makes everyone scary because of it, they aren't any the only Chinese companies kind of owned by the government. It's also just like Western companies have done a lot to basically kowtow to China. Like there was uh, like Activision Blizzard uh, last year for their game Hearthstone uh, during one of the tournaments. They had a player who espoused like pro like free Hong Kong things during the tournament. He was censored out. He was he was suspended, and then he had his prize money withheld by uh, Activision Blizzard. It became a huge controversy among a lot of fans of World of Warcraft, StarCraft, all the type of games, um, because their excuses for it and everything, it was really just come down that they were just doing it to appease Chinese censors, even yeah. though the tournament wasn't taking place in China. Yeah. Um, it's not the only, you know, like... Yeah, they're, they're not the first company. Or, or, or look at the NBA. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a, yeah. Like, I remember. Uh, God, that was now earlier this year. Even though it feels like <laughs> yeah, three, three years, years ago. ago early, yeah, three years no, ago, yeah. This three, year. three years ago, earlier this year, there was uh, memes all over the internet calling uh, LeBron James Chairman LeBron. <laughs> it is. Remember that? That's not bad. That was That's quite not bad. I do. I do. I do remember uh, that. But they had a. Uh, yeah, there's that. But obviously, you had the same time. You have. Um, or South Park got banned from China because of uh, the. Um, the, the Disney shit. Um, yeah, it, made fun. I'm shocked they weren't already banned from China. Like South, if yeah. if you told me at any point in time that South Park had been banned in China, I would have said like, yeah, it's it's about t- that's not shocking. When, when Randy Marsh strangled Winnie the Pooh for China, it's also like for for uh, to appease Chinese like censors. A lot of uh, Hollywood companies, it's actually become pretty like egregious, like or just. More and more noticeable, like for the new Top Gun movie, um, to appease Chinese uh, investors in the movie, and so they gain the Chinese market on the back of um, Tom Cruise's character's jacket from the first movie. Instead of having a Taiwan patch, it's been removed for, I think, someone else now. I can't remember what it was for, but it was like another patch. Like it's just little things like that. Um, well, it, it's it, like, it do, you, like, do you remember? Do you remember the uh, the remake of Red Dawn, and it was supposed to oh, be yeah. China, and they changed it to North Korea? Oh, yeah, no, yeah. That was uh, years ago, uh, too. Yeah. But it's also just, uh, then you had, um, I never saw it, because I think the movies personally, they suck, but the newest, or one of the newer um, Transformer movies, how I read about how, like, that movie was made of a lot of money from China, and essentially a lot of the plot could be summed up as, American soldiers good, American government bad, but in the end of the day, like China came in and saved the day. Like they had a scene where they had apparently, I guess, a bunch of Secret Service guys and other agents get beat up, 
by this woman who is uh, one of the most like loved actors actresses in China. Like it was definitely just this nationalist kind of fever that was like just steeped into the movie. And it's just like that's probably one of the more egregious ones. But like, uh, yeah, it's. Oh no! Here, okay. So I found the exact picture. So from top from Top Gun, a uh, Mavericks jacket. Um, they took out the uh, Japan and Taiwan flag. I was wrong. I forgot about Japan. So those are no longer on his jacket in the back. Just like little stuff like that. Like I, I can understand. So if like, um, say the Chinese version of the movie that's put in China that these people there see doesn't have that. I mean, from a standpoint, thing, I understand that, but having that on all versions of the film that everybody has to see in the West as well, and outside of China, that is that's a problem. Well, money does a lot. Oh yeah. So that means you're basically a giant corporation. Yep. The uh, boy, but that's why it's that's why whenever people are saying that, oh well, we. Uh, you know, let's let's do this change in any public policy generally, and then we will expect that this company will then, based off that change of you know, either some type of you know deal or tax break, we'll then expect them to do the thing we want them to do based off this change. It's like they're there in order to make money, and that's that's pretty much the only job of any company out there. Period. And like you know, so don't. Like they're gonna, if it means uh, appeasing, and a you know an author authoritarian government, or if it means doing anything else, there is very very few companies that will stand up to their investors or even just their private board of the people that own them, even if they're not public, to say no, we're gonna take the thing, we're gonna do the thing that's less profitable because of some type of moral judgment. Like, I I feel like if I, I feel like it shouldn't be shocking that. Hollywood and Hollywood and then all of like US cyber or like you know tech companies are just saying you know what yeah sh- we'll, we'll change things or we're, we'll alter Google to you know not have a search result for these things or to redirect or share data uh, in these markets because I mean China's a massive market it's kind of second biggest in the world so like like if anyone's surprised that other that everyone else is kind of bending backwards in order to gain access to that, I mean, like oh, why certainly. why are, why is anyone surprised? Yeah, I, I get it from a perspective. And here, 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 here we pro China Sean again. I feel like that's the opposite. But hold up now, <laughs> <laughs> hold up now. I I just it's, called it's, it it's, it's, bending it's backwards like... for an authoritarian government, motherfucker. <laughs> It's been, I know, I was trying to, I should have done it earlier. It was a callback to, like, I don't know what episode it was. It was, like, it was a while all right, ago. All right, all right, all right, all right. It was, like, early, it was back, early this year. A while back, I said one thing, that they're investing more in at least, like, solar projects and shit like that than in the country in the world. And suddenly, this son of a bitch right here. <laughs> okay, okay, this son of a bitch and your girlfriend. Okay, yes, but my girlfriend's an <laughs> asshole. We all know that. We've all met her. <laughs> The listeners have met her. Moving on. It, it's Colleen. <laughs> I, I do not endorse that statement. <laughs> uh, anyway. Anyway, we're, uh, 
we're running out of time. We're running out of time. Um, we, I just we, want to we, say we, like, the thing on Hollywood. Quick, there was a good article in Foreign Affairs a couple of weeks ago that was uh, it's titled "Hollywood is Running Out of Villains." And it was talking about how not just of China but with around the world how like we kind of knows a lot of movies now unless it's set in a period piece. Where like when a lot of times that you don't really have movies now where a current reigning regime in the world like authoritarian one is the bad guy. We don't have you know. Like during the Cold War, when the Russians were the bad guys in movies all the time, or it's like almost Hollywood's kind of afraid to kind of piss them off, or not get their money, and so kind of as a result, you don't really have any actual real life like villains in that aspect anymore. You know, it's gone are the days of Charlie Chaplin doing uh, the dictator. <laughs> I mean, I would argue that Russians are still the bad guys, but hey, it's just me. <laughs> Uh, I feel like... that, it, but like yeah, it's you know, not uh, of the same. Bounties, bounties, bounties. Uh, yeah. Oh, that could fuck. be. Another. But we don't. We don't have time to talk about that, though. No, we don't. Um, we 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 didn't get to a lot of stuff we actually wanted to discuss, but it's uh, it was a good talk. So TikToks are for if you support China, you support TikTok. Um, basically, is what it is. That's the rule. <laughs> <laughs> Supposedly, no, it's a business deal goes through. All Americans get a cut. There's no, no one knows how, why, or, well, not really why, but like, no one knows how that'll happen. But supposedly, if it happens, we'll all get a cut. And by we all, I mean probably Trump wants a cut of the money. Yeah, yeah, sounds about right. But uh, anyway, that was almost diplomatic. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Ryan. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. <sighs>